we actually had enough um, assets in the business because we were already managing it under a management agreement. We had enough assets that we they didn't give us financing for the store. They gave us 100% financing for both the stores our franchisee had for sale. Wow. That's the difference it makes. So have that great relationship. And the second thing that you said that was just phenomenal as well is it reminded me a lot of people go, but Robert, Dan, this is great for you guys having this team, but I can't mm -hmm. afford an accountant. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what we learned very quickly when we had to bring that accountant on, a good accountant's going to save you way more money than they ever cost you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't afford not to have a good accountant. Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Hello, and welcome to the episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mangana. Uh, we were going to be doing this on the fancy new podcasting studio that we've been setting up, the virtual one. Uh, and then what actually happened was uh, I completely forgot to click paste and send Robert the link. So we're in Zoom. We're in Zoom. Uh, but Robert and I are still going to be beautiful. The energy is still going to be beautiful. We're still going to have some fun. Uh, Robert, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Let the people know who you are and what it is you do. Then we'll get into this conversation. Well, Dan, I already know you and I have a lot in common. It's called that 5% rule, which is you have to be 5% smarter than the device you're trying to operate. I get to 3% and then I'm hooped. So I know we have that in common. <laughs> So we're going to make it work. So as you said, my name is Robert Raymond Riopel. Um, I am blessed to be an international best-selling author. I am an app designer. I am a serial entrepreneur. But probably the thing I love the most is I've been blessed to travel around the world for the last 20 plus years and personally trained over half a million people in live events from anywhere from 100 to 6,000 students at a time, three to five days at a time, where I'm on stage up to 12 hours a day. So that's just a little bit of who I am. <laughs> And you're not just any trader as well. Anyone that's worth their mint when it comes to personal development. I know I caught a lot of my, I was about to say early teeth, but it's actually this, uh, this, this latter part, this resurgence into success that I had um, was following a kick up the bum that I got um, at a millionaire mindset intensive event, a tea half Ecker event. And anybody that's, familiar with the personal development or probably understands and knows who that is. And anyone who recognizes that should recognize that you were the Don Duggar that he brought up to say, okay, you're going to train my stuff. So you're not just any trainer, uh, an OG in personal development an OG in terms of the online training actually brought you on as his Padawan, right? 
Yeah, and actually I was his very first one, which was, you know, kind of very, very special. And I went on to not only be his first Padawan, I love that terminology, but I also <laughs> went on to train a lot of the trainers they use around the world. Uh, yeah. And so, and, and even as we're doing this recording, in four days from now, I'm going to do the online version of that training and mm -hmm. having fun with it. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that around the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the principles around success, I mean, someone who's trained half a million people into successful entrepreneurship, successful mindset, successful um, uh, business ethics, uh, all of the things that come together to actually create success. You've probably seen a few things in your time that are probably key to success. Maybe you could share a few of those and maybe how those are linked into you, your story, your journey also. Yeah, you know, first of all, one I would say is quit trying to do it on your own. Yo, know, that is a big one. And and I'm pointing at myself because that's one I had to learn <laughs> a big, big, big way is you've got to quit trying to do things on your own. Our mind, think about Dan, when we're in school, we're taught, hey, figure it out on your own. Don't look at what other people are doing. That's cheating. Don't dare ask for help. That's weakness. And so all of a sudden we learn this and it's ingrained in us again and again. We come into the real world and all of a sudden we're like, hey, look at all these ways of actually doing things. But, oh, I can't follow them because then I'd be mm -hmm. cheating and I don't want to be a cheater and especially as an entrepreneur you know most people I, I really got this anchored in from a friend of mine who um we just i saw him on stage one time i coached him and all of a sudden we became great friends not knowing his background and that he could have killed me in 30 seconds because he spent most of his life in prison as the number one or number two guy running each prison he had been transferred to and um you know we were having a conversation because not only does he take his message around the world to countries now on how to keep their children out of jail but he wants to work with business and i said well you know, here's the thing. I have a question for you, Andre. He said, when you were in prison, did you ever spend time in solitary confinement? He's like, yep, about five years in total. He says, why do you ask? I said, well, what did you do during that time? What, you know, isn't that one of the worst punishments you can give a human being? And he started rattling off all these things he had to do to try to keep his mind in the right place and not let it break him. And I said, so wouldn't you agree, though, that most entrepreneurs are actually confining themselves to solitary confinement and they're actually solopreneurs trying to do it all on their own. And all of a sudden I saw the light bulb go on off in his eyes as he's like, you're right. And, and that's one of the big lessons right there is most entrepreneurs, they think they are, hmm. but really they're solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. They think they have to do everything. So one of my mentors, I love of saying he says, and it's, it goes like this, Dan, in business, you are only allowed to do what only you can do in that business. Mm. And so for me, I get contracted out to travel around the world and do trainings. So when they contract me, I'm the only one that can step on the stage and do the training. Mm -hmm. But I don't do the flight booking. I don't do all the other stuff because other mm -hmm. people can handle that. So in people's businesses, what are the things that are your zone of genius that only you can do? Sure, others may not do as well on the other things, but you need to offset it to them so that you know, you can allow yourself to be in the zone that you have the most impact in. And that was a huge lesson for me right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, um, we've got an episode here on this podcast. It's not in the other one. So actually, I'm going to ask Duncan to, to, to link that in the show notes. Uh, the nine to five entrepreneur, I called the episode. It's a solo episode. I was just breaking down this whole idea of the fact that 
you know, you move from being a nine to five employee working for someone else to a nine to five employee as a slave to your business. And you haven't really got a business. You've just got another job. And suddenly yeah. people are in that situation. And much to your point, um, the freedom will genuinely come from you understand because there's some people that are holding on to stuff from a place of ego. Oh, I have to do that. Oh, they're not going to do that as good as me. Well, then find the person that's going to do it as good as you. There's billions of people in the world. I'm sure one person, one person could write that that blog post. Well, maybe half a person. You. <laughs> maybe half a person. Maybe. <laughs> and 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 or the other big one that comes up for people is, oh, I can't afford it. That was mine. <laughs> My wife and I at 23 became franchisees with Domino's Pizza. We had the work ethic. We knew how to run a Domino's Pizza, but we didn't know how to run a business. And there's a world of difference. And one of the first ones we told ourselves was, well, we can't afford to hire an accountant. So mm-hmm. we're going to do the accounting on our own. Now, the mm-hmm. stupid thing was we were already working seven days a week, open to close in our stores. So mm-hmm. 60, 70 plus hours a week or more. And of course, we were going to have time to go and do the accounting as well. <laughs> Not, of course, of course. Right? <laughs> Two years later, when the government's like, hello, you're in business. There's these things called financials that you have to send us. And we're like, oh, really? Um, what is it happens if we don't? Well, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> we finally went, okay, we have to hire an accountant. And when we did, one of the first things our accountant said to us as they got the book straightened out is they looked at my wife and I and they went, how the hell did you guys survive the last two years? You should have gone bankrupt. And, you know, we looked at him and said, well, if there was money in the bank, we thought we were obviously doing something right. And, and A, we didn't know what we didn't know, thank goodness. But B, we we're too tenacious as well. And mm-hmm. so what, the moment we got an accountant today, I don't even look at a business that I'm going to start or acquire without my accounting and listen to the word team on board with me telling me the ins and outs what do i need to know what should i be watching for and so that's you know 26 years ago i learned that lesson and i still utilize it today because i won't do anything without my accountants looking at it first i think there's something to be said for competent professionals being in your corner one of my earlier mentors patrick always said d you need three things in your corner you need an accountant that knows how you how to um, keep your money flowing correctly and to keep it retained. You need a lawyer to keep you from <laughs> getting into trouble. And you need a banker that's going to help make sure that you've got the liquidity that you need to, to make yeah. a business and that you can, you can do what you need to do with the banks. So you need those three things. And since then, I've always made sure that build a relationship with at least one bank even if a bank with multiple banks have at least one bank that you can have a good relationship with. Right now we do a lot with American Express and with Chase Bank. They've been very, very good to us. Um, Got to have your accounting team now. Yes, we've got Amy that does the day-to-day like general booking. Then we've got another bookkeeper that does the main thing. And then we've got someone else that does the the main thing and does the funding of of the things. And then legals, everything runs through legal. Every document coming in and going out, absolutely everything runs through to make sure that we're compliant and make sure that everything's and that's not just in this business it's all my businesses as well it's got to be done it it does and you said something very key well you said a few key key things get my mouth working here it's hard to believe i'm a professional speaker right (laughs) is one of the things is a great relationship with a bank Uh, when my wife and i decided to buy our domino's pizzas because i've always been a thing of i love to go into my branch 
I love mm-hmm. to get to know who the tellers are. I love to get to know who the managers are. And at mm-hmm. 23, where we're struggling to learn how do you buy a business because we had no money. We were in mm-hmm. a position where we either had to buy or risk losing our jobs because our store mm-hmm. was being sold, whether we liked it or not. Our franchise, franchisee was getting out of Domino's Pizza. Mm-hmm. And because we had created such a great relationship with our bank, when we finally had the confidence where we knew what to say and what not to say, and I, mm-hmm. you know, kind of to back up, we made a lot of mistakes when my wife and I started learning how do you buy a business with no money. So as an example, we'd someone say, oh, I'll give you a loan. And we'd pay him $1,000 to get us the loan. And then all of a sudden, because we said the wrong things, sorry, no one wants to touch you. And one yeah. of the wrong things we were saying was, hey, we're buying this business. Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize that was putting a red flag up to investors mm-hmm. because they're going, what do you mean you're buying a business? Well, my franchisee is getting out, so we're going to buy the business and we're going to be able to run our store. When we mm-hmm. learned that, it's like, no, we're buying the assets of the business. We're going to start mm-hmm. our own corporation, which will buy mm-hmm. the assets, which means we're not taking on any of the problems or the legal issues. Mm-hmm. So when we learned that and we walked into our bank, and we're still frustrated. And our bank manager, who we had a great relationship with, she says, looks like something's bothering the two of you. What's going on? And we're like, well, we've been trying to buy the stores, you know, and we've talked to everybody and it just can't seem to get anywhere. And he said, well, have you talked to our um, business manager? And back then, not to date myself, Dan, <laughs> but back then you had to know someone who knew someone to talk to a bank's business manager because they didn't have very open door policies. And we said, well, we can't even get an appointment with them. And she's like, pardon me, come with me. And she literally stood up, took us by the hand, walked us across the bank, knocked on his door, said, Grant, this is Robert and Roxanne Riopel. They're two amazing kids looking to buy the Domino's pizza store they're working in. Take care of them. And because of that introduction, he then listened to us and we now had confidence of what to say, what not to say. And what turned out is when we put all the assets together, we actually had enough um, assets in the business because we were already managing it under a management agreement. We had enough assets that we, they didn't give us financing for the store. They gave us a hundred percent financing for both the stores our franchisee had for sale. Wow. That's the difference it makes. So have that great relationship. And the second thing that you said that was just phenomenal as well is it reminded me a lot of people go, but Robert, Dan, this is great for you guys having this team, but I can't Mm -hmm. afford an accountant. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what we learned very quickly when we had to bring that accountant on, a good accountant's going to save you way more money than they ever cost you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't afford not to have a good accountant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and the other thing as well is that you don't necessarily start with a team. Maybe you start with someone that you've got on Fiverr or Upwork who just comes in right. you know, and looks and overlooks your books, right? And, and then once you start making those savings or once you start making those move forward or seeing the benefit, then you start moving assets around to be able to go and dive a bit deeper and then you build down yep. and then you bring someone in full time and then da, 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 da. I mean I was when people start saying that they can't afford it I mean obviously I'm going to go into the manifesting side of things but you know I love to, <laughs> to go to the early days of this particular business is my personal development business when I was a solopreneur thankfully I've been an entrepreneur long enough to not make that solopreneur in a prisonership situation but it was just me uh, and and I sat down and I, I knew it was time to, to, to really grow and I said you know what I I sat down and I use the same principles we use for the money game. And I wrote down that I've got the team. I have the perfect team. The next day, again, I didn't just write it down and then go, oh, is it going to happen? It's not going to happen. I wrote it down and I said, okay, I know 
the opportunities are going to come up. The resources are coming, going to come in. The right people are going to show up. I didn't know how it was going to work. I just committed to that outcome. And when I did commit to the outcome, the very next day, get this. I see a post on Facebook by a person whose name I kind of recognized. And then they posted in a group that I'm in. I'm like, hang on a minute. They're in a group I'm in. I need to go and see this post. I don't normally do that. But when you've made a commitment to go and dive full in with the universe, you've got to start following those breadcrumbs, right? When you yes, those nudges. That's right. So I followed the nudge. I go and right underneath that post is a post by an, a name that some of the listeners are going to recognize, Sanjay, that says, hey, I've been in India making um, funnels for people for the past two years. I've been taking people to six figures. I'm looking for people in the West, in America, in Europe. I work for you for free just to get a testimonial so you, I can prove my worth. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yo, I like that number. I can afford that number. Let's go. <laughs> and, and again, I wasn't looking for free. This is the thing I want everybody yeah. to, to make note of. I wasn't looking for free. I wasn't trying to work out how it's going to work out. I just committed to the outcome and trusted that it was going to come together. Sanjay now, three and a half years later, is a, a key, key, key member of our team, a key paid member of our team. He's ahead of his own team within our team and he supports our business. And he was key to us now doing multi six figures every month in revenue in our business. But that key team member wasn't someone that was, oh God, can you give me a free person? Cause I can't afford it, anything or, That's right. right. Oh God, this is how I'd like you to deliver this blessing to me, please. It was no, like, this is what we're doing. Cool. Yeah, I've got faith. I'm ready to put the work in. And boom, it shows up. Well, and there, I love what you just said at the end, because that's one of the biggest pieces most people are making are missing. I'm willing to put the work in. Most people are like, just bring it to me. And it's all coming to you. It's just, and you know, what is that saying? Uh, opportunity favors are prepared. There's yeah, opportunity yeah. coming everywhere, but A, mm -hmm. most people aren't prepared and B, they're not willing to put the fricking work in that it takes. Mm -hmm. Success takes work. You and mm -hmm. I are not where we are because we decide to sit on our bums and go, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Just hand it to me. No, it's like, get your feet down on the floor, stand up, yeah. go do the work and we'll show you it's already there, but you've yeah. got to do the yeah. work. So I'm glad you pointed yeah. that out. Yeah. And, and that's evident in the story that you shared as well, because Again, at 23, some people might be looking to go and get drunk or go and do things, but you'd already built up relationships for your store manager, A, to give you the opportunity to go and take it, for you to have sufficient wherewithal, for you to be given that general management agreement. I didn't miss that. And <laughs> when you got that opportunity with the bank manager to go and meet, was it Gavin that you got, your, that, that was the bank, the business bank Grant. manager? No, I can't remember the young lady's name, but the business manager the, was Grant. The business yeah. Grant. So when you went into and got that opportunity with Grant, you were prepared. I think it's in the yes. richest man in Babylon. It says that luck is where opportunity meets preparedness. That's right. That, that's exactly that's it. But, but I also want everybody to not know that I'm not all that in a bag of chips. You know, I had great people around me. I, every time mm -hmm. we hit something hard, I wanted to quit. But mm -hmm. my wife's like, no, we're not quitting. Where else can we go? And I'd get frustrated and I'm like, it's not working. Great, let's try something else. So I'll tell you, having the great people in my corner surrounding me made a huge mm -hmm. difference to allow me to yeah. get where I am today. Yeah, I mean, 
I always joke about this sometimes, you know, in my, my bio when I go on podcasts, this is completely self-made. And I'm referring to the fact that I didn't have a silver spoon because a lot of people think, oh, oh, well-spoken guy, you know, must be from money. That's how he's successful. <laughs> no, right. I'm just from an ordinary middle-class family, but I'm not self-made in terms of the people that actually made success a reality for me in my life. It was a matter of literally support, uh, people in my corner, people pulling me up when I want to sit down, people kicking me up the bum when I'm going the wrong direction and clipping me around the ear when I'm really going in the wrong direction. And and, and having the right people in your corner isn't sycophants that kiss you in the butt and tell you that you're, you're great and how wonderful you are. Right. They're people that remind you how great you are and then keep you accountable to being the best version of yourself, which may mean telling you you're being a twat sometimes. That's right. right? It's it's not just sycophancy. And they have the courage to say it. And, and it's said yeah. with love. It's said with compassion. They speak their truth with compassion. It's not like, you know, they're, they're trying to knock you down. And most people, though, mm-hmm. they're surrounded by people that are either yes people or, mm-hmm. you know, they surround themselves with people where uh, I've got to be the best, you know, so that, you know, people look up to me. No, and, and look, I had a paradigm shift just the other day, Dan, because I believed, you know, that saying who the five people you surround yourself with. And so I'm always looking for people that are more amazing, have accomplished what I want to accomplish. But then my wife mm-hmm. sent me a post the other day that just changed that paradigm shift. And it was mm-hmm. called the rule of 33. And the oh, way this guy much. said it, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. 33% of the people need to be people that you've done greater than so you can help lift them, guide them, yep. assist mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. percent of the people are the people on the same level as you so that you Why can actually stay iron. humble right and and mm-hmm. yeah and they understand what you're going through and then 33 mm-hmm. percent of the people that are people that are accomplished what you want to accomplish so that they can guide you and mm-hmm. as soon as i heard that i went what was i thinking for the last 20 years <laughs> <laughs> so even old dogs like me can learn new tricks mm-hmm. and so i love that and and if, mm-hmm. if you keep learning whoever when you're listening and, and watching this podcast even though it's not on Riverside FM, but it is still on Zoom. <laughs> we are learning new stuff and it's being willing to learn that. And, and you know, I, I got to digress for a moment, Dan. I was looking forward because you would have been the first one back on Riverside FM where I would actually be able to use this mic to be able to do it because until someone gave me a tip, and I learned mm-hmm. something new, this mic would not work on Riverside. It would come in too quiet, so I'd have to go with my earbuds. And the person mm-hmm. said, well, you probably need something like this little dynamite stick, which is a mm-hmm. booster in your mm-hmm. line. And he gave me a couple options. I reached out to my AV company. They sent one yeah. over, and I was like, all right, Dad, come on, man. I'm ready to show that this thing works. And then you left <laughs> it's okay. I'm over I'm it. I'm <laughs> so sorry, Robert. Please forgive me. Okay, you're forgiven. <laughs> our, our next interview, we'll make sure we do it on on the other platform. There we okay, go. Okay, we'll do it on the other one. We'll the other one. But yeah, I love the the, the rule of thirty three. Um, and I I think I listened to it on like a Ty Lopez tape that my mate gave me a couple of years ago. Um, and yeah, it was that like that that whole thing of having those that balanced approach to the way that you're going through life, because also like the comic kickback that you get from lifting people up is just awesome. It is awesome. Uh, But sometimes we get caught up in just lifting people up because it makes us feel better. We feel safe, right. Being the smartest person in the room or whatever. Um, But also, yeah, I love the humility piece of the middle. I hadn't, I hadn't actually clocked on that one for me. It always been, 
yes, people understand where you're, where you're at. Um, there's a different level of, of support and emotional resilience that you can gain from being in relationship with people that actually understand the struggles that you're going through versus someone that may have had them before and is already out of them. Right. Um, So those are the main things, but the humility piece is really, really good. And yeah, getting lifted up, getting mentorship, getting guidance, um, getting shown the right way forward. All of those things are imperative if you're going to move forward. Again, you know, I'm going to be having a chat with you as soon as we finish this because I want to start stepping up my training game and moving more onto stage just as the world's opening up, as we're going to start, you know, moving back into the US with, with live programs. You know, all of that is again, what someone who's been doing it for 20 years and who I could, you know, get on the phone and get some support from. Why not see? what right. you know, maybe a coaching relationship or something like that is going to look like, because it's only by taking those steps, you're going to move forward. Well, and, and, and again, you know, you, you've lit me up. I've got goosebumps here because we're so connected, you know, and maybe it's the lack of hair allows us to have a better connection. There's no reason, <laughs> you know, resistance in between. But, um, a lot of people too, one of the things that holds them back is they go, well, I could never approach that person to help me because, mm. you know, they're too busy or because of their success level, they wouldn't listen to me. Uh, you asked. And, and, you know, my friend and I, one of my business partners, one of the things that we teach our students is we want you to be ask holes. We want you mm-hmm. to ask because if you don't mm-hmm. ask, it's an automatic no. And mm-hmm. it, it's not about asking with um, attachment. But mm-hmm. if you sit there and you sit and, and you never know, like one of the one of my key things when I train trainers, you never know who's in your audience. So if you're sitting there thinking you're, again, the best in the room because you're on the stage, you're setting yourself up for failure. And it always Mm -hmm. blows me away who's actually in my audience. And like this one time I'm doing a training and I'm teaching that program you're talking about, the Millionaire Mind Intensive. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, near the end of the weekend, I find out there's actually a billionaire sitting in my audience. (laughs) (laughs) And he had stayed very, very humble. No one knew who he was. And someone found out and they said, hey, did you know? And I was doing a Q&A later and someone um, says, well, if he's a billionaire, why is he in this room for the millionaire mind mm-hmm. intensive? And his answer was brilliant. He says, um, because I still want to help more people and there's more I need to know. So wouldn't I be silly not to learn from wherever I can? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't have to say a word. <laughs> so you never know. And, but if you don't ask, you'll still never know. Mm-hmm. So you asked at to, you know, if I can have a chat with you and I'm like, dang, of course, I love your sense of humor. It's warped like mine. Why wouldn't <laughs> I want to just have a conversation? And if there's ways that I can assist, absolutely. Because I mm-hmm. love making new connections and who mm-hmm. knows down the road, what we're going to be able to do together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if an audience can handle both of us on stage together at the same time. <laughs> I don't know if they'd know what hit them, but I'm up for the challenge. I don't know about you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I mean, and to the point of, you know, being detached, you know, I was recently on Richard Branson's private island. I met a lot of people. Some people text me back and some people didn't. That's just the way that it, it goes. And that's not even just from asking. That's just from, hey, reaching out and connecting. But that doesn't deter me. I don't start building an identity of, oh, my God, these people didn't text me back or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it's just how you ask. Like there's one particular person. I made one reach out. And I know that I'm going to have to put a bit more effort into the reach out. So, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a project that's near and dear to his heart. It's exciting for me. I want to, I want to revitalize it and bring some shine a light on it. So when I meet with the team in a couple of weeks to work on filming my scenes for, for, for our documentary that we're putting out this summer, I'm going to map out with them a treatment for a documentary and do like a, a little, like a teaser trailer for this documentary nice. around his project 
and I'm going to put it on a thing. I'm going to send it to him in a lumpy mail, right? Yep. And I'm going to say, yep. I love your project. I love what you're about. I want to shine a light on it. I think we can take it on and even carry the, the mantle for it and get the people really excited about it. And we want to highlight it through a film and me taking this project in different, into different businesses around the world, speaking about you and your journey and other businesses that have brought this project into their, into their ranks. And that's how I'm going to make the ask. He might still say no. <laughs> well, I tell you, I can't wait to get that lumpy mail. Is that what you call it? Lumpy mail? Yeah, I can't wait mail. to get it because then I'll watch it. Oh, wait, you're not sending it to me. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, is that sometimes you do have to be a bit creative with the ask. Yes. Right. Sometimes you've got yeah. to speak to the audience. Now, in this instance, we've been on the podcast together with Walt. Hey, Walt, how are you doing? You know, we bumped into each other on another, on another event and, you know, we had each other's email. And so I felt that there was enough camaraderie still respectfully to respectful of your time and what you're doing. So, Hey, yeah. look, this is where I'm at. This is what I'd like to do. You know, I'm one degree separated from a lot of people. I'm directly related to a lot of people. You know, I, I still don't, I'm still mindful of what I'm asking them. Is there a win for everybody? Not just, Hey, can you do this for me? Is there a win that's for right. everybody? Is it speaking to something that's important to them? Is it speaking to something that together we're going to actually add more value into the world versus it's like when people, I mean, I'm not the biggest person in the world, but people, when people just reach out, Hey, can you do this for me, please? Very different to, Hey, I know you're passionate about, you know, bringing abundance to more people. I really think if you're part of this project, it's going to see more, more people stepping into abundance. Uh, hello. It. It's yep. a yes from me. Whereas if it's like, hello, I really want to grow my email list. Can you speak on my conference, please? So that you can grow my email list for me. It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> right? So it's how it's you all about the energy. It's yeah. all about the energy of it. Absolutely. Totally agree. And that, and that's it. And that's why I, again, when you and I first connected and the universe kept connecting, it's like, dang, this is someone <laughs> I, I, I want to get to know. Because it just, it is, you, you get the energy and, and you sense it when you're present. And a lot of people, they're so caught up trying to figure out like, oh, what am I going to get out of this? That they forget mm -hmm. to be present and catch the magic that's happening in the moment. Or mm. they're so caught in the past going, yeah, last time I connected and I helped someone, it didn't work out. Oh, maybe not. It, again, you're missing the present. And it's like, uh, people, well, Robert, what's the secret to your success? I'm working on being present as much as I can and assisting as many people as I can in a way. And I love that, you know, you keep bringing back to two, it's, it's that non-attachment to the ask. It's not like, mm -hmm. hey, um, you, can you help me out? And you better if you say yes, because I'm going to hold you to it. Like that, that energy <laughs> can be a different energy than saying, and you and I've had to rebook and reschedule a couple of times. We both have mm -hmm. busy lives. And it's not like mm -hmm. we get, oh, damn it, there he did it again. He put me on my <laughs> it, it's, it's like, okay, great. I understand. Thank you for the heads up. Mm -hmm. and and we make it work there's so mm -hmm. many golden nuggets you and i could go on for hours i have a feeling <laughs> <laughs> definitely but we're actually going to wrap this up now uh, and i want to start bringing this home Rob. i think we've, we've shared a number of nuggets with the listeners and guys as you know i was want to make sure you've got at least one thing to walk away from i think we've given you about a dozen things to walk away <laughs> walk away with um so um make sure that you come back to this episode run back through make a note of, of some of these nuggets that, that Robert's been pouring into you. Some of these lessons that will really support you in getting to the next level, regardless of where you are. If you're a millionaire already, maybe you're looking at multis or you're looking at stabilizing and shifting the way that you're making your millions. If you're at six figures getting to multi, if you're still looking to break that six figure mark, there's something here for you. Uh, Robert, you've got a great book, Success Leaves Clues. You've got, um, some, you've got trainings that you're doing around the world. What's the best way for people to, to get more of that magic vibe that you're putting out? 
Yeah, you know, and, and I'm in my give back phase right now, Dan. So if mm-hmm. people go to robertriopel.com, which is just my name, R-O-B-E-R-T-R-I-O-P-E-L-M-O-U-S-E. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, don't put that last part in. <laughs> <laughs> but just robertriopel.com, you're actually going to be able to download the digital, full digital copy of my book, Success Left oh, a Clue. Wonderful. And which is, but it does come with a caveat. I got to let your listeners and your um, viewers listen or understand that. I didn't write the book for you to get it put it on the shelf and make it shelf help that's not going to help anybody and <laughs> oh good he got my joke i see that you got my joke now step number three in the six steps of the book is step number three you have to take action something you and i have been talking about all all interview and so i wrote the book as a workbook with action steps and being the quirky goofball i am i even say in the book sometimes hey did you do the last action if not stop reading right now go back do it before you read anymore <laughs> because i know people are um, creatures of habit and i'm, I'm going to make a promise to your audience if they download the book they mm-hmm. read it and do the action steps I guarantee their life will go to another level. Mm-hmm. Also, when they download the book at robertriopel.com, because I'm in that give back phase of my life, they're actually going to be able to book a personalized 20 minute personalized success roadmap call with me. Oh, me wow. personally, not mm-hmm. someone else. Um, I don't do any selling on the call. They have to fill in a questionnaire. I got to warn them up in advance. They have to fill out a questionnaire, do an assessment. So for 20 minutes, I can be focused on them getting through the roadblocks that are holding them back, showing them the detours, helping them get to where they want to go. And that's why I will say, if someone books in a time with me, their time's very valuable, just like mine is. If they give me one word answers or they don't answer the questionnaire at all, I'll cancel the call because mm-hmm. I don't want to spend the first 20 minutes going, okay, how can I help you? Where are you struggling? What is it you do? Mm-hmm. I need the answers in advance so I can get on the call and say, hey, by the way, at this turn, go right, make a slight mm-hmm. veer to the left. And, and you know, uh, my wife on our GPS used to have, it was an old Hungarian grandmother. And every direction really? starts off with, listen to me, turn right <laughs> in 300 meters. And if you did, you're not listening to me. <laughs> and so we, we, we put it on the GPS just to have that fun because success, when you have the guidance, comes a lot easier. You still have to put the work in. But when you know where the turns are, and when I create that success roadmap with you, not for you, with you, it allows your journey to be a lot more smoother. Amazing. Well, thank you, Robert. Really uh, appreciate you being in the give. Although I think you've kind of always been in the give back mode. You're just doing it in a different structure now. (laughs) I'm in the give back season, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Someone else might buy that one, but not me. Um, Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, giving us this... uh, opportunity to, to to pour into the listeners uh again guys head to robertreopel.com we'll pop the link in the show notes uh, who else could listen to this podcast be served by it be lifted up by it be expanded by it please do share that's how we increase our listenership and make more impact in the world uh if you're not a subscriber already now's a perfect opportunity to do that thank you uh, and do give us a rating your <laughs> review and let us know pause Thank you for doing that. Thank you for letting us know know, um, what this podcast and this episode meant to you. Until next time, guys, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. And bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangana, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.